It's 5.15, and it's time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin. I'm Drew with a U filling in for Jen today. Jen's out sick. I know. Poor Jen. We wish you well, Jen, if you're listening. We do. We hope you get better fast. Welcome to the studio, Alexis. Well, thank you. How are you doing? Just got back from a little trip. I did, a little business trip, but I'm happy to be back in beautiful Lake Tahoe. It's been so nice. Yesterday, we walked the neighborhood. I didn't even wear a jacket. It's getting to be like that. Now we're expecting a little snow maybe on Thursday just to kind of freshen things up. But you're right. It, it is like spring out there. All the little snow piles are dwindling down to nothing and yeah. making it very interesting. Although, what was his name? The Groundhog? Puxatani Phil or something? Yeah. I always call him Persnickety Phil or whatever. But saw didn't see his shadow, so it looks like early spring for us. Yep. But they always say that. And then you get all ready and pull out your flip-flops, and then it dumps for like three more months. So bring it on. We'll take we'll take the snow and the sun. I have to say I'm one of those guys that got my deep my flip-flops out of deep storage. <laughs> I just keep mine out all year round. Good for you. Just, just for hopes. So today we're talking, it's almost Valentine's Day, and I, I thought about doing this show next week, but then I thought, well, it's kind of too late by next week because it's almost Valentine's Day. So today's show is about 10 ways to know that you're in a good relationship, and Drew was talking this morning, if you listen to the morning show, about 10 ways to know if you need to get out of a relationship. But I always like to go on the bright side, right? Like, so how do you know if you should stay in? And uh, the first way here is that you feel confident that you could be yourself around the person. I think that's so important. So important. Because you have to understand, when you first dating, when you first start dating somebody, a lot of people hold back parts of themselves and try to be that perfect person right in front of them i think everybody does it yeah i think so too and it gets and you kind of i mean you test things out you try and see and you know oh are they going to be interested in my funny jokes or do they you know how do they feel about this and you you know you kind of feel things out before you go for it um but the thing is is when you're in a good relationship you should be able to be yourself you shouldn't have to be monitoring what you say or how you dress or you know how you wear your hair because of what they're going to think i mean you should be able to be confident in the choice that you make will be fine with your partner sure And that's what I always say. It's funny on first, second, third dates, you go out to dinner Mm -hmm. and it's always like, you know, I'm always ordering like the ribeye and the mashed potatoes and everything. And she's like, I'll have the side salad, hold the dressing, you know? (laughs) And by like like date three, she's like, I'll have the garlic bread appetizer with the artichoke dip and the double steak is surf and turf. And yes, I'll have that chocolate cake for dessert. It's true. Yeah. No, I always go for steak on the first date anyways. Because so off, off topic real quick, how many dates do you have to go on before you really start seeing the true her or him? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, ideally, you'd see the true person on the very first date. But um, but I don't know. I guess maybe by the third date. Third. If, you know, you'll, I guess you start to see what's consistent. You know, because it is hard to, if you're faking it, in terms of what you like or what you don't like, it's hard to keep that up for multiple times. So I think you start to see patterns by the third date. Okay. That's good to know. That's but good I, to know. But I, you know, I'm a big believer that if you're clear about what your own personal deal breakers are, that you could, you know, on the first date. And you have, I've talked We've about talked deal about breakers on multiple occasions. So, yeah. So if, you know, if I'm going out with somebody and they don't open the door for me, um, on the first date, I'm, like already tuned in to watch for if they have chivalry or not. And if, if they're not chivalrous, forget it. Cause that's a deal breaker for me. I mean, I, I think respecting each other is an important thing. I totally agree. My so, mom taught me to open the door for everybody, including the dog. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number two, 10 ways to know you're in a good relationship, uh, before Valentine's day is that you don't count. And what I mean by this is not like you don't you're, you're not meaningful. You don't count, but you don't keep track of the things that each person does. 
It's not like, well, I cooked dinner three times this week and you did it none. So like keeping score. Right. You don't keep score. That's a better. Yeah. My husband always says, you know, don't count. <laughs> So because every once in a while, even if you're in a good relationship, sometimes you fall off the wagon and you start counting. But if you're truly um, in a relationship where it's a partnership, you don't start counting like, well, last time I did this and you didn't because that just, you know, you're just looking for the bad then. I have to say three years ago, I was in a relationship and Mm -hmm. she brought out a list, a physical list of everything that she did and everything that I did. And she goes, look. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and let me, um, that really happens. And let me clarify here too, because you know, some, and I'm going to generalize here. There are some men who totally suck at helping. <laughs> okay. So if you're in a good relationship, but you're with somebody who doesn't help, then yeah, you need to bring that up and have that discussion. It's not like you should just do everything and fall on the sword and not count. But if you're in a partnership where you're with somebody like my husband, he's awesome. He totally, he helps at the house. He does the dishes. He takes the trash out. He, you know, helps with the laundry. You know, even if I want him to clean a bathroom, all I have to do is say, hey, could you clean a bathroom? And he'll be like, sure. You know, but it, it's – we don't have to count because sure. he's he's really a true partner when it comes to that kind of stuff. But some people are not. I mean, sometimes you're in a relationship where you feel like you do everything and they don't. And the, the key would be if you can have that conversation like, hey, man, I feel like I'm – I'm really doing the lion's share of the household chores and I would love some help. You know, what do you, would you feel comfortable helping me? And then you can see what they say. They may just not know because somebody, they may have been raised by a mom who did everything for them and they never had to do anything. And so, you know, you don't want to write them off because they don't do anything, but you do want to ask. And I mean, coming out with a list is a little in your face. (laughs) It happened. It happened. And it was in Sharpie. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> nothing's more permanent than a Sharpie. <laughs> so, so true. Alexis so, yeah. Robin in the studio with us with, from Nourish Life and Business Coaching. And 10 reasons you're in a good relationship. Yeah, 10 reasons to know if you're in a good relationship. This is great. So, uh, so one, you can be yourself. Two, you, you don't keep track. You don't keep score. Number three, though, this was one of Drew's insights, is your partner offers support. Huge to me. Huge. Huge. Yeah. I think it's one of the top. Yeah, and so what's your favorite way to have someone show you support? They're there for you emotionally. Yeah. They're there to, to build you up, to tell you you can do it. Yeah, so, uh, so it's, motivate, it's Motivate, inspire. exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you're having a bad day, they're there to pick you up off the ground, and, and I think that's so lost today. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's definitely part of a partnership. Like, it's never, I remember when we got married, um, the priest who did our wedding, he, in the homily, he said, I, I'll never forget, he said, you know, marriage is never 50-50. He said it's 30-70, it's 60-40, it's 90-10. He goes, it's never 50-50. And if you're looking for that, it won't be. He said, but it goes back and forth. And it's true. I mean, there are times where it's like, I need tons of emotional encouragement and support. And there are times when I'm giving tons of emotional encouragement and support. And that's how it should go. It should go back and forth. And it's not always like, well, I got it this week, so you get it next week. I mean, sometimes it's a month or two or a year that you're, you know, you need to boost someone up and other times it's you know just a minute as long as it equals 100 percent, right <laughs> or 110 whatever yeah. or 110 but so you can you can offer support by listening to the person by asking advice you know or by offering advice if it's asked you know one one thing i learned in my relationship was to say how can i help because a lot of times you know my husband will come home and he'll be like oh you know i had a rough day 
and I'll immediately launch into, I mean, I'm, I'm a life and business coach. So I'm immediately like, okay, so let's, <laughs> Get let's your clipboard like, out. look at these thoughts and let's, you know, coach through this. And sometimes it's like, Hey, thanks, but no, thanks. You know, I just really want you to listen to me. And so I taught myself a while back to ask that question, how can I help? And then they might just say, well, I really need your advice or gosh, I really just wanted to tell somebody and thanks for being a good listener. Or you know what? You really can't. Maybe, maybe a hug. (laughs) Okay, great. But that way you're serving them in a way that's helpful versus shoving your advice down their throat when they don't want it. Sure. So, um, and how do you read that in somebody? Do they tell you or do you have to kind of feel that out? Well, you should ask. I mean, there's, you know, what the the relationship advice that I will give everybody who's listening is that don't try to read people's minds. Ask the question. And don't expect your partner to read your mind. I don't care if you've been together for 20 years. They do not know what you're thinking. They could make an educated guess and they could be wrong. So if you want somebody to help you do the dishes, you need to say, Drew could you help me do the dishes? It would really give me a chance to relax since I cooked dinner. So that comes back to that whole communication thing, yes. which is key. Key. Communication is king. And if you can't communicate, well, you're going to find out that on one of the other ones coming up here. <laughs> you need to be able to communicate. So empathizing is another way to offer support. But ask for what you need. And um, and ask your partner what they need. And being able to do that makes sure that both people get what they need. Because right? some people don't think – the other thing is some people don't think about what they need. So it's like, well, how can I help? And a lot of times I'll get, well, I don't know. How could you help? And so um, so then they think about it. Well, what do you feel like you need? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to just you know be here? And then they'll say, no, no, I really need your advice. Okay, yeah. well, good. Now you've got the green light. Like live it up. Give your advice. So number four here in knowing that you're in a good relationship is that you have shared values. So for instance, Drew and I were talking about how in our relationships, we like to have people with a sense of humor because humor is a shared value. Mm -hmm. It's one of my, you know, it's in the top half of my VIA um, character assessment, the values in action. If you haven't, if you don't know what your values are, you can actually go online and take an assessment. It's called the VIA, VIA uh, character, character traits. And And I just did that myself. Yeah. And what were, what was one or two of your top five? I don't remember. You don't remember? You remember, though. Do I remember? I don't know. I, we'll, we'll have to look we'll it up have to on the next show. So, but, but it you, is true. But you want to think about, like, what are the things that you value? Like, mine are um, to love and be loved, creativity, um, bravery and valor, uh, hope and optimism. Like, I could never be in a relationship with somebody who wasn't hopeful or optimistic. Well, those relationships are tough no matter what. Right. <laughs> Pessimistic relationships I don't think ever work because you're just looking at the downside of everything. Right. So, but I need somebody who, who values that. And they don't have to be like totally on board with what I value, but for the big 